Get them fired up and get them to the staging lanes, baby, because 8th Mile Apparel is now carrying Glowing Bracket Racing merch. Hats, t-shirts, hoodies, and much more can be yours today by visiting 8thMileApparel.com. We appreciate each and every one of you guys supporting the Glowing Bracket Racing YouTube and Facebook pages. We are we good live. to go. It's GBR Live. Get a little yeah. bit warmer outside, man. January 23rd, 2024, episode 142 of GBR Live. I'm pulling my headphones out over here. I'm getting ready to not be able to hear. Oh, I think I got it. I think I got it fixed. We'll see. <laughs> TSR Racing Products, man. Power Glides, Turbo 350s, 400s, 727s, transmission, parts. And get those catalogs, too, if you need to fix your transmission before this race season gets here any day now. Then you can buy one of those books and figure out how to do it yourself. BRG 3D printed parts, anything you need. Brian Garrett's going to print it up for you, and he can get it to you. Any custom part that you need, give him give him any sort of dimensions, anything you want. He'll fix that up for you real quick. Syntex printing out there in Temple, Texas. Get all those decals, shirts, brochures. If you got new sponsors, call Greg out there at Syntex Printing and get everything printed up. Put on your car looking nice for 2024 season driven racing oil fast racing oil hands down especially whenever it's cold outside gbr 10 gets you 10 percent off your order delivered everything straight to your door proform parts visit proformparts.com for your carburetors alternators starters radiators tools man they got so many engine building tools i'm losing track i got one of everything now i got bins and bins and bins full of them they're all great check them out if you need an wrenches man those are the things you really need to buy from none of us have them we all want them Go ahead and get them because they're a decent price over there at ProFormParts.com. Crew Chief Pro Software, get your dial-ins in order. You got those new combinations for the 2024 season. I, I struggle saying 2024 still right now, man, but it's 2024. You got a new combination. Crew Chief Pro Software will get it figured out before you will. I can assure you of that. And if you want some GBR apparel, shirts like this, shirts like what George wearing, hats, hoodies, all kinds of stuff, man. They're coming out with more and more every single day. I know for your wives out there, we got us a pink GBR hoodie with a pink logo now, it seems like. So, 8thMileApparel.com, that's where you get all that merch. George, what's going on, man? Is it a little warmer at your house yet? It's raining, dude. It's raining. So, um, tomorrow and uh, Thursday, I think we're going to be hitting the 60s quite a bit there as a matter of fact even upper 60s so we're going to warm up a little bit just to cool back off everybody knows that texas is bipolar in the first place she needs a good old uh xanax or something to kind of bring her down i don't know if they take xanax for bipolar or whatever the case may be <laughs> i'm not no doctor but if i had the ability i at least get her a cold beer and tell her to be quiet sometimes because she gets hot she gets cold and I'm going to leave it at that. I'm not going to say too much more <laughs> on that subject before I get myself in trouble, Casey. Not much going on around here, man. Uh, shouts out to um, uh, Michael Beard for teaching me about the Bilge fan. Uh, if you guys don't know, last year I uh, let go of pretty, pretty doggone late. My old glasses fogged up on me. I couldn't see a doggone thing. Well, uh, Michael Beard hooked me up with a thought process to put inside of the cab of my truck. Some guns are loud. I'm going to be honest to you. It's almost as loud as my engine, but it sure kicks a lot of air through there. So appreciate that. Casey, man, nothing much going on. Welcome in, everybody. It is a open discussion here at GBR. We do not have a guest lined up for episode 142. Tune in next week, though, however, because we will be uh, inviting in uh, WDRA leadership to get a chance to meet them here at the GBR uh, community, ask some questions, see how they were doing, see what happened last year, their first year of uh, existence uh, seemingly within our sport. So 
Don't go anywhere. Uh, I see. I know you guys aren't going to go anywhere, considering I looked at my face or my YouTube uh, numbers yesterday, and we crossed over the good old two thousand followers mark. Can't do it without you guys here at the the, at the GBR community. We thanks a whole lot. So expect to see a lot more coming through our YouTube page, including live races and things of that nature, which we'll go over here in a little bit. Casey, man, what are we gonna do today? Dude, I've been well. I actually took off today because. That storm we had a couple of weeks ago, whenever we had Gage Birch on here, which, by the way, that was a great show with him. Go back and watch that and listen to it on the podcast, whatever you want to do if you haven't uh, seen it already. But you notice my power went out that day. Well, it went out because there was a huge storm and I had trees falling over. Well, finally, it got dry enough where I could pull that stuff out of the yard, cut it all up with a chainsaw, things like that. So I took off yesterday, today, and tomorrow to get all that handled. So in between all that, I've been watching some U.S. Street Nationals testing down there at Bradenton right now because it's a little bit cold outside and need something to see. Um, dude, what I saw, at least on the PDRA page, I didn't see it live, but Travis Harvey, man, he's a racer out here. He races everything, like literally races Outlaw Pro Mod, owns Carolina No Time, uh, big money bracket racer, bracket races – you know, he'll be probably bracket racing at Spring Fling unless he's got pro mod stuff to do. He ran Galat's car uh, in Pro Boost last year in PDRA and then ran his other car in Pro Nitrous at the same time. But anyway, you know, we don't talk a whole bunch about heads up racing here, but let me tell you this. They're testing a brand new car. He's driving for someone else. Screw blown pro mod. At the U.S. Street Nationals, he makes a couple half track runs and makes a couple full runs. Well, his full runs, he runs. 366 twice in a row within a thou the same 60 and the same 330. And let me tell you this though, George, over the five runs, he did a few half track runs and a few full runs. Reaction times 002, 001, 17, 006, and 007 in a screw blown pro line. How about that? That's what I'm talking about. I'm going to guess they're leaving off of a five tenths uh, sportsman tree. I just, I don't know. I don't watch enough of it. Four, four tenths pro tree, man. Just let it go oh, and let it fly. Goodness. Yeah, no, he's all over the tree. Somebody get that man a deal in NHRA at that point. My goodness, you got that type of a whole shot on somebody. Good luck coming back, especially with these cars moving the way they move nowadays. But uh, that's pretty stout. But you named it, dude. He, he gets his root. Well, I wouldn't say he gets his root from it, but he probably does. He 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 bracket races. And a lot. one thing you notice, and a lot of the professionals who bracket race, Jay Coughlin, um, I can keep going. You know what I mean? Dave Conley was was one that was notorious for tattooing your behind on the tree, right? So Dallas Glenn. Dallas Glenn. All these guys come out of the bracket, bracket racer ranks, you know? So, hey, even, even uh, oh, my goodness, I can't believe I'm forgetting his name right. Antron Brown has strapped it on now. So I, I expect to see him quite a bit more in bracket racing, too, considering what I saw out there in Bradenton. So uh, him and his son probably going to do quite a bit of bracket racing, too, but. Hey, don't put it past those old boys. The, his, the tattoo his, son, his son won TV's race. That's right, in St. Louis. He, he, so, I, I believe it was a 50 at that, so brought home a 50, well, a 50 grand. It was supposed to be a 50, but I think it ended up something happened with rain, and it was 75, though. I got you. Even better, right? But that dude was ex exceptional off the tree that day i don't believe i watched one round where he wasn't double o so that you'd have to go to drag race results or somewhere to to you know see if i'm wrong or not about that but definitely good speaking of casey while we're on the topic tp tb promotions that 2024 schedule is right there Okay, that schedule looks pretty good. Starting out in Derby City, uh, that race is already over. I do believe it was the practice tree race that happened on January the 13th. And, uh, you know, they had a really good turnout for that particular event. Gave away quite a bit of, uh, of fun and uh, money and prizes. Not to mention you were uh, at Caesars Palace. So I think you could have done anything else you wanted to do while you were there as well. <laughs> let's, let's step from that race into the second race at Beach Bend Raceway. Hunter Grander, third race. I will be in attendance at the Twin 50s at my home track, Worldwide Technologies Raceway, again, June 13th through the 16th. Don't miss it, guys. That race is going to sell out again. Yeah, a lot of people are going to want to be on that track, especially with the OG Million coming not too far after that. So keep that race in your mind. But look at race number four. It's that big boy in the gold letters. It's uh, July 25th through 28th, 200 $50,000 to win out there at 131 Motorsports Park in Martin, Michigan. 
And we're going to round it up with TB Promotions with a $50,000 race out there at Kill Care. Uh, everybody knows the uh, the relevance of all tracks that TB seems to go to now. And if you haven't if you haven't done so, uh, head to to one of his races and, and understand why they sell out the way they do, why they're well traveled, uh, and why uh, the success levels are there. Just a, a really good promotion company that knows how to how to do it, Casey. Yeah, man, absolutely. Everything that TB's done has been just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. As you can see with that two hundred fifty thousand dollar race in July in Martin, Michigan, man, that's. I mean, that's literally going to be the capstone to what they're doing right now. Who knows where they're going to end up going, but I don't know if they've, you know, don't want to jinx anybody, but I don't know if anything that they have done has been a flop. Everything they've done has just gotten bigger and bigger and bigger as it should, because as we were talking about this morning, whenever we were talking on the phone, Brian and Tyler are both racers. Their wives are both racers. They're not have been racers. They are racers right now. They know what the racers want. Tyler in particular, uh, I believe division three uh, champion this year. And uh, I believe stock or something like that has been other sorts of division champions in the past. One, one of the biggest races, bracket races that's ever happened. Uh, They both regularly participate in other people's events and they take everything that they learn from those events and put them into their own. And that's the reason everybody enjoys them so much. Yeah, man. I mean, it's, it's always that one saying that says, if you can talk, talk, but you don't walk the walk, you know, that definitely doesn't apply to Brian or Tyler. Both of them are walking it and talking it. So that's why we, I believe that's a really, really good reason why we see good races coming out of that particular promotion company. Not to take any way, anything away from, since we're on the subject, away from CP Promotions. I believe he's got five races on the schedule for this upcoming year, if I'm not wrong about that. I'm going to highlight a couple here right now. Boom. We're going to be looking at the Racers Appreciation Race as well as the Top Bulb Race. Uh, just right off the rip, uh, uh, rip there. The Top Bulb Extravaganza, March 7th through 10th. Uh, expect to see GBR Media on the premises uh, at this particular race as we will do our best to give uh, a live stream to CP Promotions. We're going to give overhead view as much as possible. Maybe give you a understanding of what it is that cp puts on at his races um out there in port allen louisiana i do believe is where this is um so definitely guys come on out let's run for some tens i expect this to be pretty pretty packed out with that top bulb shootout um and uh any questions that you might have make sure to click the link inside of the the live stream today to head on over to cp racing promotions one as his facebook page did change up a little bit uh the second race though however that racers appreciation race we did get a a really good feel for that one out here in texas whenever i30 was still around so expect to see some good things out of the out of both of these races and uh again we'll be streamed live on gbr media uh the gbr uh, going bracket racing uh facebook and youtube pages most likely guaranteeing the uh, youtube page will be live there so want to give a good shout out to him for the good work that he's doing bringing us um, somewhere to race somewhere to hang our hats at guys dude yeah again cp stuff getting bigger and bigger every single year bringing it to more places the thing the cool part about cp's races is cp's main focus is on affordability for the racer he doesn't he doesn't really try to do these big blowout races he tries to always if he's going to do anything he's going to add another day you know yeah. he's not really trying to be like i'm going to pay a hundred thousand i'll pay two hundred thousand he's trying to stay where the local level racer can say i'm going to take off my vacation days and i'm going to race a whole month's worth of affordable big money racing in four days it's true man and then on the other side of it he's innovative comes up with a committee for, i think for a no box race is what it, what he actually came up with this committee for but believe it's a free race and don't don't let me quote it okay because i don't want to be wrong about what's actually going to happen on this particular race but a committee chose i do believe 128 no box cars to come out and race and i don't think there's an entry fee on that so Basically, what I'm saying, guys, is a uh, very innovative, very good thought process from somebody who also uh, not only walks the walk, but he talks the talk. He does both. He sits in the seat. I believe he went out to Gulfport and, and probably went fourth or fifth round every single day uh, over the New Year's. So uh, CP's a drag racer as well, guys. So definitely get in where we can fit in for sure. Casey, man. 
open discussion it needs to begin where we what are we getting ready to discuss because i don't know all of it i know we have ideas here and guys if you've never joined us here live on gbr uh this is uh absolutely live unedited unfiltered so uh we do our best to keep it ready pg-13 at least <laughs> uh me and casey do a good job at that and uh um what are we about to talk about casey well Something that I saw on our buddy Ryan Gleghorn's uh, Facebook page a little bit earlier today, and uh, we know that page can go either way, but this one's very positive. <laughs> but, uh, you know, Flickr promotions, man. Two weeks from now is whenever big money bracket racing really starts. You check out the uh, master schedule on staginglight.com, Michael Beard's page over there, and uh, get the down low on what's coming up and when you need to be ready to take your vacation days off. But Starting in two weeks, we got Bell Rose Southern Big Buck Nationals. I was like, okay, cool. That's whenever the first big race is. Then I started looking into it a little bit more because, you know, Ryan's involved with Madison and Johnny in that whole deal. Flicker Promotions is starting a $48,000 value points program across their three races they're having this year, man. And by the end of August, the points champion is going to be sitting in a brand new stage one EZL dragster. And the cool thing is, though, a lot of these points programs have, you know, they pay pretty good, say, back to maybe fifth place. And then maybe they stop or maybe they go back to 10. Dude, I was looking through this points, you know, what what their prizes are. And I'm telling you, in the top 20, they pay 20 places. And I don't know if there's anything less than a thousand dollar value in this whole deal. And I mean, if you win one of Johnny's dragsters, we saw we saw Johnny's dragster. I don't know if that was his house car or a car he built for somebody, but we saw his car in the IHRA booth at PRI, man. And that car is flawless. And I'm sure it, I mean, that dude's a, a very talented individual, builds the cars, builds the, you know, paints the cars, engineers the cars, like absolutely everything. I mean, anybody who knows Johnny Ezel knows that he's basically good at everything he touches. But they're doing a VMP style, what I like to call a VMP style, points program. 10 points per round win, unless you go to the buyback round. If you go to the buyback round and then you win that round, now you're only getting five points mm-hmm. for, for there on for the rest of the race. So mm-hmm. before we get into that whole deal, I want to kind of go through this because I, I got it saved on my computer here. And just to give you guys a general idea, 2024 points champion for the Flickr Promotions Series Again, only across three races, guys. So February 8th through 11th, May 23rd to 26th, August 30th to September 1st. First race at Bellrose, Louisiana, then Texas Motorplex, Texas Motorplex again. So, George, that's something that you need to get into being in your general vicinity. But already first place. Already. Well, there there you go. GBR Media will be streaming that. So first place, Ezell Dragster. Second place, Stainless Works Headers, man. So – Third place, Mosier 40s Plant Aluminum Center Section. I'm not going to go through every single one of these, but I'm just going to kind of give you a general idea of what's what. Like 17th place here, Flicker Promotions, one entry for 2025 for one of their big money races. I mean, there's 19th place. You get a brand new Pro One fire suit. Like, I mean, the, the point that I'm trying to make of all this is there's no bad prizes. And whenever you can pay back to 20th, remember – wasn't last year. It was two years ago. Remember Stevie Dustin coming from 26th place to win the points championship over Corey Galetti at the VMP Triple Threat Series yep. in the last race of the year. Yep. This is possible at this race because of the half point rule, because we see a lot of people win from the buyback round. And in my opinion, and this is just my opinion, but if you had to buy back, you should not be earning points at the same rate that you would if you if you didn't have to buy back because there should be an advantage to that. They're also adding, I, I want to say, it said like two additional points if you win the race and one additional point if you runner-up. Someone like Shane Carr then, he'll, he'll get tons of runner-up points, it seems like, if he followed the route of last year. But, uh, dude, what, what do you think, man? Because uh, – what, first of all, I guess, what do you have to say about that series? Because obviously it's going to be near and dear to your heart because you're streaming. Yeah, definitely. Uh, me and Ryan have been uh, kind of 
looking at the Texas races there, I know that uh, the the first race of the year is definitely one that'll be live on Motormania TV, as it's uh, it's in their breadbasket. And uh, as everybody, if you follow Going Bracket Racing, Motormania actually taught me how to stream. I will not infringe on anyone in their uh, in their basket. So, uh, but down here in the Texas is uh, kind of. Uh, GBR area at the current point in time and Ryan and I have been uh, kind of back and forth working on this for quite some time now I know he's gonna have that uh, quarter mile showdown race that he always wants to have kind of a memorial race I do believe for his dad or something to signify his, his dad because that was his favorite type of uh, race I do believe so definitely um, I'm, I'm very excited about this because that's three races within my area that isn't that you really don't have to reinvent the wheel to get to them. It's not really going to hurt us too bad on costs for fuel. For fuel, and um, and then they come back to Texas, which is an hour away from my house, to go to Ennis and race Texas Motorplex, which really isn't going to hurt. So I, I love the concept because this is going to be good for the Texas racers to be able to head that direction. It it makes more sense for them to go as well. Two of them are in your backyard. So if you can make travel to one event that's in Louisiana, you get two other events at home. It, it's really in, in your best interest if you're a, a participant in big money uh, or not in big money for that matter with the type of prizes that are up for the win. To, to take that trip, fall, get on out there. I would, be, I would be following you closely, trust me. But I know for a fact I only get one race. I may still go. Who knows? Uh, but... That's just what I think about it, Casey. It's definitely foolproof and, and part of what we've always talked about here on Going Bracket Racing. Yeah, man, and again, every prize seems to be worth $1,000 or more. So it really makes you want to participate in the program, especially, again, I, I keep hammering on this, but it's the simple fact of if you can't make one of the races, like let's just say, Let's say somebody can only be in the DFW area, so they can only race the Texas Motorplex. Let's say they can't go to the first race in Bell Rose. They're not ready yet. Maybe their new combination isn't all put together yet. Right. But because of the points program, that could potentially be irrelevant. Because right. if you can get through and not have to buy back, and some of these guys in the top 20, top 30 after that first race, if they have to, I mean, you can shoot to the top quick, man. I mean, we saw Stevie Dustin again. 25th 26th all the way up to first beating out Corey galetti by one five points something like that like that something like that and I, while we're here on this subject let me give a huge shout out to all these sponsors uh i'll have the uh, actual flyer up here um if i get a chance during the commercial break i will bring this flyer out here for the 2024 point series shout out to all these sponsors um there's a bunch of them 20 if i'm looking at this right but uh shout out to you guys for stepping up and, and helping out with this points program as i'm sure uh both johnny and ryan will both be singing your praises here before too long speaking of Man, we got to get Johnny on this show one day more I think about it. You know yeah. what I mean? Come on, Johnny. Where you at? That's I know a, you listening. Huh? That's a busy guy, man. It's <laughs> a busy guy, man. Big time. So, But no, Casey, it's, um, like you said, dude, it's it's structured in a way that doesn't penalize you. Uh, and if you get on a run, you can you can come back regardless of, of what happens. You take you go duck hunting if you want to and take out the number one guy. He only making half the points from there on out. Just park right next to him and follow his behind right onto the lanes every single time. And make sure you tell somebody you're doing it, too, so we can build the drama. You know what I mean? But looking in the chat here, I'm just going to take a one from your side, Casey, that I know is also pretty close out here in this Texas area. It's out of Surge's Garage, I believe is what it is. And it says uh, Bracket Racing is returning to WRP in North Texas. I believe that's Wichita Raceway Park. Uh, which is back on the map, I believe, also signing IHRA. So yet another IHRA member trap here in Texas, who are going to be having some uh, some bracket some bracket program going on. So it's going to be busy out here in Texas, KT. Um, Ryan's got Ennis going, XRP is definitely going. You got Ardmore in the area, and you got Wichita in the area. So go have a lot of racing to go to. <laughs> Ryan had a big hand in Ardmore for a very long time also. And uh, the reason it's back at Texas Motorplex is solely because of him, as far as I've heard. So uh, you got to hand it to that guy, man, because that guy loves bracket racing more than anybody, and he'll make it happen. 
100%. Sometimes he's a one-man band at that event, too, if you know what I mean. He, he ain't only hosting the race. He's announcing the race. And, and if somebody something goes wrong, he's probably making the final call on it. Things of that nature. So um, definitely, if you see him, you shake his hand. That buddy, you know, old Ryan Glickhorn, worked pretty hard out there at the racetrack. Whenever it goes back to, uh, you know, that always goes back to something that we talk about regularly on this show, which is if someone is in charge, I would rather, even if they're, you know, even if whatever they're voting on is voting against whatever would help me out, I would prefer it be somebody like Ryan involved or somebody like Johnny or CP or, you know, Peter Biondo, someone, someone who's a racer, you know, as long as they are a racer or have been a racer, TB, both of them are racers, you know, realistically at this point in the, in the bracket racing programs, most everybody has been a racer at a certain point. I mean, I've heard nothing but good things about Gulfport Dragway since all those guys all took over everything. So, um, you know, ultimately, you need to be involved at every level before you're at the top level where you're the one making the yes and no decisions. And I think that's the reason why there aren't issues at tracks that employ those people at their highest ranks. Right. Definitely, man. So, um, yeah, that, I think uh... – you also got to mention, because we've been mentioning with every, every other promoter at this particular point in time, the fact that he walks the walk and talks the talk. He drag races as well, man. So got to keep highlighting that, you know, um, as the racers are. They're going to know exactly what we're looking for as far as the race anyway. But hang in there, guys, because we're at that point. Let's go ahead and give uh, our marketing partners a few few moments of your time. And don't go anywhere. Hit that share button. Hit that follow button or, or subscribe button on the YouTube side of things. If you're watching this on podcast, I don't know what button you might have to click. But make sure you're subscribed to the GBR podcast as well. Hang in there. We'll be right back to you. Unleash your horsepower with Proform Super Street Aluminum Roller Rockers. Utilize the latest cutting-edge manufacturing and design processes. The dual-contoured body design allows for more rigidity with a greater strength-to-weight ratio, increasing engine power. Super Street Aluminum Roller Rockers are available for a variety of applications and specs for Chevy, GM, and Ford, including pedestal mount, as well as a Chrysler shaft mount style rockers. On the strip or the street, Proform has you covered. BRG Motorsports 3D Printed Racing Parts are able to provide you with whatever you desire to enhance your drag racing operation. Items like safety belt magnets, nitrous bottle holder, and even quick-release delay box mounts are able to be obtained from BRG Motorsports 3D Printed Racing Parts. Have a look at top-selling items such as helmet hooks and steering wheel hooks, which are proven to make it easier to maneuver throughout your race car. You can contact BRG Motorsports 3D Printed Racing Parts at telephone number 765-729-1177. TSR Racing Products has everything you need to make your Powerglide Turbo 350, Turbo 400, and 727 transmissions the best they can be on the street or at the track. With exceptional products, customer service, and over 30 years of experience, TSR Racing Products is always available to help their customers with any of their transmission needs. In-house machining ensures you only receive the best products from TSR Racing. Visit TSR Racing Products at tsr-racing.com or give them a call at 800-394-5889. All right, all right. Thank you guys for being with us here. Welcome back to Going Bracket Racing Live, episode number 142. Can't do it without you guys at the GBR community, all 2,000 of you over there on the on the YouTube side, close to 8,000 over here on the Facebook side. Let's keep them growing, guys. We can't, we can't appreciate you enough uh, for what you do for the community and, um, and definitely enjoy uh, being able to come in and discuss our favorite thing to do on our off time. That old bracket racing. So, shouts out TSR, uh, Proform Parts, Crew Chief Pro, BRG 3D Printed Parts, 8th Mile Apparel, giving you the GBR merch, Driven Racing Oil, Syntex Printing, Ken Jones Performance, Team 14 Motorsports, 
and those guys over at your ad here. I'm gonna tell you what, I, I can't say enough about the guys at your ad here. You get on there, get on their uh, books over there, and they'll uh, they'll give you the best customer service that they can while reaching out to a community that is thriving uh, in the sport of bracket racing. So if you have any questions, call 1-800-GOING-BRACKET-RACING. That number is not real, so it won't work. I promise. I'm just making jokes here. Casey, man, where are we going? We're going to continue. I see some comments in the chat. And uh, looks like Tristan Dixon. Hey, man, I see your name up here, man. Says this is his first time catching us live. Tristan, man, welcome into the show. You got any questions, comments? Ron Huntley Jr., I see you out there as well. You guys got any questions? Go ahead and shout them out. We'll do our best to answer them. We're going over to YouTube right now, though, Casey. What you got? Yeah, man, I just wanted to pull some stuff out of the chat here because uh, we got Nova Fan Points Program makes me want to go back fixing these race cars. I think that as well, uh, Bracket Racer 9622, I decide after the first two races if I want to run points or not. If the prizes are good enough, I'll keep trying, but if they're only paying behind the heart but anyway certain number of spots and i'm in 15th i'm not gonna go he's probably saying three or five or something and i agree with that man and uh it kind of leads me into another thought which was do you think with so many you know people have said forever not really forever but for the last couple years for Mm -hmm. sure uh we've had an oversaturation of big money bracket races and that's that's the truth we have um so with so many great races these days, do you think these programs, these huge points programs like Flickr's putting on, do you think that that's what these promoters really need to give more thought to rather than their race payouts and rather than their uh, you know, round money or not or paying more on the top and things like that to really keep people attending their races? Do you think that's something that they need to widen their horizons on? So, so first off, First off, if if we were in a court of law right now, I would object to the definition of oversaturation uh, simply because we're not seeing very many pr- promoters just fail, fail horribly. We see one or two maybe once every one or two years. You know what I mean? So uh, the thought of it being oversaturated isn't quite there yet. And then the judge would say sustained, right? <laughs> but anyway, um, is this points thought process something that resonates with us racers you better believe it and honestly you see most everybody headed this direction anyway so obviously the promoters agree with the fact that a points program is becoming almost a must if you have multiple races within a year okay i can understand from kind of the the guys who watch out kind of run throwing your tens and maybe your 750 uh, or 7500s and things of that nature uh mid-state dragways putting on one heck of an event right they even have a points program connected to that which is now ten thousand to win each weekend right so you got to get the racer to be to want to come and then you got to get him into the building for as cheap as possible on the racer not just from the entry fee, because honestly, in my opinion, the racer's going to be okay with paying the entry fee. It's the travel fees that hit the racer upside in the mouth the most. So that points program puts back the ability to to get some of that money back or win prizes based on it. If you walk away with a Johnny Ezel anything, and I saw Dylan Champion's uh, post, that was, uh, that was a Burleson car. I think Marco... Uh, or Gonzalo, one of one of the kids is going to be driving that car, and I believe it was on its way to Bradenton when we saw it. One of the cleanest cars I've seen all year, to be honest. So, um, well, that would have been last year, but it's only January. But still, Casey, man, you're 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 saying a lot to say that uh, most of our program or multiple promoter races need to have a points program to it for sure, hundred percent. What do you guys think in the chat? Let's let's hear it. Yeah, man, and. You know, again, going going back to Bracket Racer 9622, if I'm in 15th, I'm not going to go back after the first couple races, what he's saying. When you have a points program like this, 15th is just as good as third place, depending on how the cards fall, depending on if people have to go through a re-entry round. Yeah. Uh, you know, and again, you know, we're going off this because this is what I have up on my screen right now, and in my opinion, it's probably the best points program of 2024 thus far not to say there won't be any other ones but right now this is the best one there is think about it it's it's three races i said right it's not three races it's three weekends nine races so 
it right. is a full season worth of competition. It's just you only have to take off what I guess that would be essentially 12 days if you want to if you want to burn the midnight oil getting there and getting back type thing because you need four days off for each one probably. So I mean it's and what's cool about this whole thing is that these are flat out prizes. They're not oh here's your thousand dollar certificate to this company that you have to spend another thousand dollars even get something to be able to get something because that's what, what i personally always dislike about stuff like that it's like if you give me say one tire and now i gotta buy the other one i'm like man so you just basically what you did is you tied my hands behind my back and said casey now you gotta pay another however much money the other tire is you know yep, yep. um yep that's so it actually cost me money to win the prize because i, like I have to use it now I like that thought process too. I'm gonna to take a question out of the chat, and then there's another one too, Casey, that we'll get back to out of Tristan Dixon. He's actually got an EFI question where I wish Jr. Uh, um, Jr. was on here, but uh, I know you're going fuel tech on your uh, on your pro basic Pro Mod 470 car. However, you're gonna run that bad boy. He's got some questions there, but looking at uh, Team 14 himself, Mr. Kevin Little, he says the man with the deepest pocket is going to win this points program. What are your thoughts on that comment, Casey? I don't know if I believe that because if you look through the, it, I assume he's talking about Flickers deal. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's true because there's only there are two races at the same place, and then the other one isn't terrible far away in Bell Rose. Well, the thing is, it says, as far as I can see here in the rules, uh, run order determines points. Class N, A, or B will be your first points number. Class C will be your second points number. So it's two. So you could have George number G1, and then you'd have George number G2, yep. you know? Yep. So you're two different people. So I don't I don't really think that that's necessarily uh, true, uh, Kev. Not to mention, not to mention, if you take into consideration the deepest pocket uh, theory only works to me in buyback sense instances where if you're and double entered in, yeah, buddy, you get your head cracked in the very beginning and you're going to be making half the points anyway. So like Casey just said, yeah, you could have two entries, but CB1 is going to make 50% and CB2 is going to make 50% after you get your head cracked in the first round. So I like the structure on that level a little bit. It does even it out, uh, if in my opinion, to make the points program where, where say, George gets to the seventh round without losing. He's going to be making way more points than what Casey's going to be making at half half the pace. So definitely pretty good. Casey, let's field this question. I know it's a little bit off subject a little bit. I feel like you might have a little bit more insight than me. But Tristan, I know Fuel Tech definitely has one of the best excuse me, next to going bracket racing, customer service departments uh, in our sports. So uh, you definitely got um, whatever you're thinking about. He says, what are your thoughts on EFI? I think I want to put a blower on my uh, on his LS and fuel tech as well. Uh, but all of his fellow racing buddies are using carburetors. So I know from talking to um, to Nunez when we were at PRI that everybody thinks it only works with the carburetor or the EFI is the only way to go. It works both ways, guys. So uh, definitely don't take my word for it. Give a call over to, F the, to the Fuel Tech guys. They'll be able to walk you through what you're trying to do. I personally am a fan of, of injection, um, be it manual Ron's injection system that I'm going to hope to go to by mid-year or or a, a full-out fuel tech EFI uh, injection system. So, great question, man. Casey, you got yeah, any thoughts on that? No, I mean, my stuff, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to run uh, injection. I'm running everything but injection, essentially. But uh, that's that was the biggest thing that Andre wanted to stress. If you want to learn more about fuel tech, we did a great interview with Andre Nunez that's on our YouTube channel. You just type in GBR and fuel tech, and it'll probably come up. Uh, but that's the thing Andre always wants to stress uh, which he's our go-to guy because he's the bracket racer amongst all of us, and we're going to get him on this show any day now. Um, yeah. He's he's agreed to be on. We just it's a matter of coordinating everybody's schedules. Um, he's always on the road, and then you know how everything goes with schedules. But anyway, point is, um, he always wants to stress that just because you have fuel tech doesn't mean you need to have EF5. You can still run your carburetor. You can use fuel tech for data logging. You use fuel tech for timing control. You can use, uh, you know, 
there's a lot more you can use it for your delay box now that's the reason why i ended up getting that was simply because i needed gauges i was building a brand new car so i needed gauges i needed something like an msd grid i needed um delay box. a data logging system i needed yep. a delay box well that fuel tech unit can do all of those things and if you're building a new car from scratch it is actually cheaper to just buy the fuel tech unit than it is to buy all those things individually and now you have one thing that does everything rather than 15 different things. Yeah. So yeah. that's why I ended up with it, to be honest with you, um, was because of that. Whole lot cleaner, man. You ought to look at the YouTube chat if you ain't looking at it, Casey. But uh, seems like we're getting a conversation uh, brewing up over there about the local track racers potentially not chasing uh, this points this points type of big money event. I know the buy-ins a little bit more than what they're used to, in my opinion. But man, if a local racer shows up and does well in one event, just one, now you got enough money to go race the rest of them in the first place. Now you also enter the chance to actually take home grand prize or something something down the chain, somewhere down on down the list. I can't remember how well, many there were, but uh, 20 different prizes. So this is, I assume you're reading uh, TJ Phipps over here. Yeah, yeah, I read that. Read it out. Okay. Yep. So, uh, so TJ says big buck series are, are big buck series points are just a cherry on top for these guys. They're going to the big money races. Regardless, you're not going to get local points warriors to chase these big money points. I agree with that. However, um, let's just say TJ's a racer out here. So I'll just say it in, in our general vicinity. Let's say, um, Let's say that one of these races was at VMP and then the other two were at Galat for people like me and TJ who live in this general area. Um, now let's say, cause TJ works a lot too, man. Um, he's always racing too though. Those guys are, that Phipps family, man, they're tough. I about knocked everything over over here. They freak me out, I guess. But uh, anyway, let's say, uh, let's say you have a minimal amount of uh, time off. Let's say you're a guy that has to work nights or weekends or something like that. The cool part about a series like this is you can participate in a points program, still race nine races, but you can use what vacation time you have to utilize to run these races and still race a reasonable amount throughout the year because we know these races are also going to have gamblers races after you know and stuff like that. So as long as there's no rain or anything like that, you have three, six, nine races right there. So you have nine events. That's you know essentially what almost getting into three months of racing you run the gamblers racing you race three months worth of racing man there's people up in the north that that's all they race per year is maybe 10 12 times period because of rain because of cold things like that um you know so i would think of it more in that realm of uh i guess thinking for lack of a better word that i can think of right now but sure. um, that's mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's that's the way that i would that i would you know, perceive it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I, I do think that, especially when you think about where these races are going to be held, obviously the breadbasket is going to bring in a lot of local racers. Now, I speak strictly to Texas. Two races are at, in is Texas at Texas Motorplex. So don't be shocked to see a local Texas ricker, uh, racer out there in Louisiana. Don't be shocked. It's not that far, number one, but number two, you know you got two more at home after the fact anyway. So um, only other thing that would hinder a local racer is the, the, the sheer buy-in itself. That would be the only other thing out there. So pretty normal. That's right. Yep. Dude, I put a poll up randomly this weekend, I think. Yeah. Was it going to be the year of the door car or the dragster or the roadster? We had some people chime in. It's the year of the bike. We had people chime in that it was the year of the door trucks. I know you want it to be the year of the door trucks all the time. But oh, it's always the year of the door truck. Everybody know that. Yeah, it's been that way the past, what, five years? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that, there was one year that it absolutely was. So <laughs> let me ask you this. There's a lot of people going back to door cars. Mm -hmm. Why mm -hmm. do you think that, uh, why do you think they're going that route now? Because there's, you know, forever the big money bracket racing series was 100 percent dominated by dragsters for the most part i mean it was an anomaly if all of a sudden a door car won one of these races and now it's almost an anomaly if a dragster does it's yep. crazy yep you know i think i think 
in the grand scheme of things, with what we are seeing, and cars seemingly running the, they ran the table last year, for the lack of a better term, unless Shane Carr was in the premises, but he probably won a door car too, if I ain't wrong. I mean, he can win whatever. It don't matter if it's Shane Carr or somebody of that nature. But what I can say is I feel like it's people following, people are following the fad. Currently, I got a, one of my sons is here, and I thought I heard something, but currently, door cars are winning. So what are people thinking? Man, maybe I need to get me a door car, slow it down a little bit. You and I think a little bit more deeper in my opinion and maybe everybody else is it can you judge a door car coming on them that fast is my thought process can you do it these 450 dragsters are running down seven second door cars nowadays or 680 door cars is it that simple especially when that door car is holding five don't yep. think they won't do it and lock them brakes up down there you know what i mean it's, so it's something to be said it's something to be said too that Chandler Corey showed everybody that you can win on the absolute highest level with literally the slowest car on the premises. I mean, there are people today that have street cars that are faster than Chandler Corey's race car, and he absolutely dominated everybody. And based on what you were saying, do you think driving style, the new driving styles that have come about, do you think that it's made it where those slow cars, because I'll tell you this right now, uh, 20 years ago, Whenever I was running dragsters, the driving styles were not what they were right now. There was no real, you know, some people would spot drop, but they didn't really call it spot dropping back then. People would hold, but they held differently. They didn't hold the way they did now. And I can tell you right now, my favorite car to run whenever I was running 470 dragsters was about a 650 to, say, 550 door car because I knew I could roll right up on them, and it was it was right in that realm where that was back in the day where those guys that were running those slower cars were like, I'm running a dragster, I can't lift. They, they just fly up on you. Well, if you have that mentality and you miss the tree at all, and your guy against you in that fast dragster doesn't and can just roll up alongside of you, easy it's win, easy ball. win. Yeah. But now with these new driving styles, you might not be seeing what you think you're seeing until the last minute. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, he's been way behind me the whole time. You know? Yep. I think that's a lot to do with it too, Casey. I'm going to take this comment out of Gleghorn real quick. He says he's had multiple racers in, in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. So, again, this is what I'm hinting at here, uh, that have said they're coming to Bellrose to give them the best opportunity to win this dragster. Okay? It it's a great opportunity is all I got to tell you. It's not that far away from DFW. And honestly, I feel like there's going to be a lot of pins and a lot of notepads taking notes to see how this one works. Because this point program is probably going to trend quite a bit. And it's it's not necessarily groundbreaking, but it's big and it's good. You know what I mean? Uh, as far as for how it's all structured out, people are going to watch and see how this one works, man. And uh, I'm going to be one of them people watching. Wish I could participate a little bit more, but... Uh, I'll stick behind the camera. It's going to be fun watching it from that from that area, angle anyway. But, Casey, man, you said a mouthful with the uh, racing styles. And it's, it's, <laughs> it's more relevant nowadays, in my opinion, to see a door car hold numbers versus a dragster. And I might not necessarily be one that's going to hold five versus a dragster with my 590 door car. Okay, but I'm not scared to hold one or two. But there's people who will. Right, and then yeah. there's people a whole five. There's people that a whole six, seven on you behind, but they okay. know what they're going to do with it. So the race is going to be looking funny the whole way down the track. Yep. And uh, TJ Phipps, again, uh, it's separation of sticks and doors that have made the difference. And that's that's probably true as well. And, and this is a question I have for TJ, actually, because he drives both. And his old man takes out plenty of dragsters with his fast door car. Uh, but TJ drives that car time to time as well. And I want to ask him, Are would you rather be in the dragster versus the door car, or would you rather be in the door car versus the dragster, and why? Because now, like he said, everybody is separating dragsters and door cars. And as soon as they started doing that, be it timing, be it just the general economy at the time, whatever, no one can argue with the fact that for whatever reason, more cars, more cars overall, not door cars, more cars showed up to the races. Yeah. So because there's plenty of dragsters that also think I'm a 450 dragster, I have to run it all out because this guy's dialed 650, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. 
-hmm. So it goes both ways on that deal. It's not just, oh, the dragster's got the advantage when it's a slow car. It can also work the other way where Gage Birch is in that 650 car, Champ McCory or somebody, you know, and Joe Schmo's in this dragster. You can't tell me that 650 car has a disadvantage. And Matt Dad, it's somebody who constantly is winning in slower door cars. And I'm I'm sitting here and I'm I'm thinking of a way to really really highlight the fact of door car versus dragster or door car versus motorcycle or truck, whatever you want to call it, guys. It doesn't matter to me. What can we do to to highlight it more? The disparity. What do you think about on the ladder, Casey, at 16? Because right now. What we see is one door car left and one dragster left at most of our big money events, if I'm not mistaken myself, or something of that nature. How would it look if we went on a ladder at a certain point and threw everybody in the pot? No more dragster door car matchups, just automatically. More so at 16 cars, you you have the chance by luck of the draw to wind up with a dragster or a door car. What do you think that would do to... More so the suspense or our thought process in, in deciding who's going to take the hat this year. What do you think? If they're not separated, period? At 16 cars. You get down oh, to, at, 16? at the ladder. Whatever round they go on a ladder, and this is hypothetical. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know when they go on ladder right now. That might tell you that I ain't been that deep in a long time. <laughs> you know what I mean? I've been on a ladder before, but it's been a while. Um, what do you think, Casey? At that point, I think everybody knows what they're doing, and you don't usually, maybe, I would say 15 out of the 16 drivers that are on that 16 car ladder, they earned their way there. There might be right. one guy that left his way there, but I don't think it matters anymore. I think that if you are a person that thinks they need a dial to go dead on versus a dragster because you're a slow door car, I think you know what that dial-in should be. I, I also think-, think that if you're that same guy and you think that, I'm not scared of this dragster, and I've been holding five all night, and I'm going to hold five again. I think you know how to hold five and go dead on because you've done it probably five times before that, six times before that. So, but let's let's go a little deeper, Casey, because there's a little bit of undernote between the do we separate them or do we not separate them conversation. Is it easier to run against the cars in your same in your same build, model, style? Um, I know we got some 470, 460 door cars out there nowadays, but those bad boys are few and far between in bracket racing, in my opinion. Is it easier running separately? What do you think? It is. That, in, a, in, the long, in the long run, I feel like well, that could be a question that me, is really being overlooked. Let me tell you this. This is interesting. So on the door car side, you're liable to have an ET range from about, say, 650 to five O's. Mm-hmm. So two and a half seconds, mm-hmm. or what would that be? One and a half seconds, I guess. Sure. On the dragster side, probably that same 90% of cars is going to be dialed between 480 and 450. Correct. So the door car drivers, in my opinion, are more used to seeing a bigger gap a bigger mile an hour gap between their people and would be more capable of running against the dragsters versus the other way around. If you really think about it that way. So basically the answer to the question is there is easier racing on one side of the spectrum. Again, guys, let this please be just opinion based and then topics to talk about, right? I don't, we don't know heads or tails if this is true. So let me throw it out there, but it is something to think about. He just, you, Casey, you basically just said when you leave the line and you look out just a little bit, half the time you're going to see that other car's front wheel just about the whole way down the doggone track is what you just said. Yeah. yeah. Except in, in a door car, okay, where right. you get that disparity. It's not It's not as wide. Like you're not, you, A lot of times you'll see six flat versus 550. Or, or, you know, it mixes up, right? Yeah. You'll get that 470 Corvette Roadster every now and then. You better duck if you get it. But but you know what I mean? Um, the difference is a lot, a lot. You know, you got several car links as opposed to half a dragster. So something to think about. I just felt like I'd throw that out there. Maybe we'll expand on that on another showcase. Yeah. Oh, no, man, the... Uh... 
it's it's interesting. I just want to go through the chat here real quick, make sure we're not missing anything. Uh, Alan Boykin, my opinion for the year is local tracks are going to going to do good. I hope so, man. I, I always I always hope for that because without your local tracks, then you're not having anything anyway. Because that's what keeps people wanting to keep their race cars. Um, Supercop uh, agrees with TJ Phipps. Dragsters are a practice tree race because kids think they got to be three or better to win. If they're not red, they're good, but most times they beat themselves. That's an interesting comment because I could see that being the case because whenever I was 16, 17, I would set up extremely tight. Uh, now, when I was 16 or 17, I was more liable to hit it every time too. Um, I you know, my my spread, whenever all I cared about was racing and that was my only responsibility was going racing and being good at racing, I had a way better spread because that's all I had to focus on. Didn't have a wife, didn't have kids, didn't have a house, didn't have to mow the yard, you know, et cetera, et cetera, pay the bills. Um, you know, I could see that being the case because I I do see a lot of younger guys thinking they need to be five or better, seven or better, something like that. and the problem with that is, is that when they set up that tight, if they're green, they're on you immediately. And you, you know, you better do some fancy, fancy things to make them screw up. Now, if you're somebody who's raced their entire life, you might have the skill set to make them screw up because they don't have, uh, you know, all of the experience that you have. So that's possible, too. One, one However, step further, too. Go ahead. Finish. Yeah. <clears throat> you finish. You got no, it. That was, that was pretty much what I was going to say. One step further. One step further. One key comment that I heard made was young. Young guys think you got to be five to seven. Okay, you pull up on Troy Williams Jr. And Troy, I'm not calling you old, brother. Not at all, all right? Uh, you pull up on, let, let, let me give you one further. Pull up on old fat lady William Hamilton, okay? Getting ready to be close. To, pull up on them boys and see, and see if they let go any worse than seven to ten. So, yep. honestly speaking here, we got to take away that young notion. Be, be 15 in a race at these big money races and watch how often you're loaded up on the track. That's all I got for you, man. Oh, yeah. You miss it, you're going home. So this yeah. whole notion of B7, why do you think this practice tree right here? <laughs> I hit this thing as much as possible because where I am set up to be to be low double O, a little slight miss and I'm 25. It is what it is. So you got to do what you got to do out there, Casey. I think that's just what the hands that we are being dealt at this uh this level of racing right now i mean if uh if you want to win you got to take bigger and bigger risks on be it holding more be it not holding when people think you are be it hitting the tree casey you know, man you i know people it. i know people who will set up too red yep. too red is perfect for them what are they telling you the odds of me getting every bit of this light are very slim but if i get enough of it I'm double O and ain't nothing you can do about it. Right. And the thing, and the thing is, is that if you, if you race the way where, you know, if you race the way where you're so tied on red, well, the thing is, is like, let's just say, let's say there's 10 rounds for a race and let's say nine out of 10 times, you're not going to be red. Well, if you're red in the finals and it's a guaranteed million, you probably don't care anymore. Yeah, man, I'll be, I'll, I won't even stage. If that's the case, let's turn the red <laughs> light on. If I'm in the million, let's just do a good split. We can just go home, brother. I'll take it. No, I want to win. <laughs> just win. Casey, man, I didn't even think it was going to be so easy to do. Um, coming up on this whole uh, hour today, man, with the open discussion and all. But very good topics were brought up. I feel like we better go back and listen to this because within this conversation, there are some more things we're going to have to talk about. Uh, we we can't get it all done in one event. We know we have a guest coming in next week on Tuesday. Be sure to join in with us, guys. WDRA is coming in uh, 4 p.m. E uh, Central, 5 Eastern on next Tuesday. We're going to have a good chance to talk to them, get some feel from them about what they got coming for this year as well. Casey, what you got in closing? Nothing, man. Just I got to do more tree work tomorrow. So I'm just – Don't get you know, I tried to minimize it. Yeah, I tried to I tried to minimize it today, so I wasn't all worn out for the show. But uh, right, yeah, man, seems like whenever I'm off work, I work more than normal. So that might be it's always something. Hey guys, can't appreciate you enough for joining in with us and uh, and having an open discussion. 
Uh, but for now, we see you next Tuesday live on GBR episode 143. Thanks for joining us. Have a good one.